to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm excited that you're here joining us. As you listen to the show week in, week out, I, I, I can't imagine that you don't feel my passion about us on our journey of sales, right? Whatever that means, sales and business, whatever that means to you. And the objective of the show is to help you incorporate all the little changes that my guests and I talk about, bring them into your world, into your business, into your career, and hopefully help you make more money, advance your career, et cetera. If you're loving the show, please, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and also rate and review. I love to write. I love to read your little love messages. So please rate and review and subscribe Um, again. So appreciate that and all that support. Now, my motivational quote today to get us in the vibe of today's topic is by Phil Jackson. And Phil says, the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. Now, leadership skills seem to change and evolve just as I think humans, as we change and evolve. And if COVID has taught us anything, change is inevitable And how we deal with or react to that change, I really think is what defines us and how we build our reputation. Another piece of the puzzle, I think, to great leadership is the exchange of energy to help people within our team or within your organization to thrive, not just survive, using positive and encouraging feedback and support, right, and all of that engagement. Leaders, we can no longer rest on our laurels or what used to work. Today, the impact we make on our team's really does boil down to energy and how we yield this wonderful tool that we all have within us, no exceptions. And it's free. It's in you. So as my guest today is uh, Kurt Bruckman, and as an accomplished athlete player, um, then a coach for over 25 years, he has had an um, uh, tongue-tied today, guys. He's had an innate drive to lead by example and experience. He does this while helping athletes and developing their understanding of performance through their combined physical, mental, and energy makeup in becoming the most complete athlete he or she desires. Transition is part of all sports, and by assisting the athlete and trusting the process through the empowerment of self-understanding, inner energy flow, and aligning with the mind and body, we create the opportunity in becoming the complete athlete desired. Our mind, body, and energy is our power, not just the athlete, the athletic culture, but in life itself. So please help me welcome my amazing, wonderful friend, Kurt, to the show. So Kurt, thanks for being on and uh, taking the time to share this very important topic. Yeah, thank you so much, Connie. You're awesome. And you know, you do wonderful things and it's fantastic to be here. I'm honored, that's for sure. And having known you for so many years and yeah. seeing you and your growth pattern and helping so many people and develop uh, is really special. So thank you for everyone and thank you for having me. Yes, always. And yeah, Kurt and I, our kids played hockey together and wow, we know each other probably 20 years, maybe, maybe. Maybe yeah. 20 years. Oh, my goodness gracious. Time flies. So here's the thing, Kurt, what you're doing. Yes, it's for athletes. Yes, it's for everyone, because energetically what we bring to the table, again, whether it's career or business, absolutely affects our bottom line. So this is an important topic. And even though I know you work a lot with athletes, you work a lot with parents and you work a lot with organizations um, as a whole. So let, let's dig in a little bit. Talk, talk to us, or at least set the table for what makes up our core energy. Let's start with that, I think. That's a good, good, good start topic there. Uh, so core energy can be uh, sort of defined quickly as a, a total amount of energy 
available to us in any given moment. <clears throat> and that means we're in the present. And in that moment, whatever that energy is, we call it 100%, even though it only might be 10% or 15%. We don't really gauge it because we're already in the moment. So having said that, with the core energy and the program that I have, uh, there's four concentrations. Uh, and not necessarily in order, but all of us have these, all individuals, you and I, the audience, uh, they are the four are leadership, well-being, performance, and transition, which is the action of such. So when we talk about leadership, for instance, people may pause and say, well, I'm not necessarily a leader. Oh, yes, we are. Each and every one's a leader because we speak our truth and who we are all day, every day. No one's speaking for us, though we read and we learn through experiences. Yes, but the leadership comes from within, so we all have that. Performance, or let's go to well-being. Well-being is our health. Who takes care of our health? Yes, we have advisors. We have doctors. We have relatives and friends. But who ultimately makes the decision again? The individual. So yes, leadership and well-being. We each have unto ourselves. Performance. Ah, now with the performance, we also have outside influences that can help. But again, the internal comes from our own being and how we perceive we should have our performance. Um, we don't be attached to outcome, but how the performance shows up. And in that show up is who we are. And now we're being who we are in all that we can to help propel the performance of desired outcome. The next is, and the last of the four, is the transition. This is a beautiful thing because the transition is always there. We all go through this as well. Why is this? Well, transition is a constant. And if we look at time, time is does one thing, and it changes. So what's that mean? It means that we are constantly, with time, changing. We're not, time does not go back. Time does not stand still. Time moves forward. So when I talk to clients of all walks, I simply ask, if time is changing, then why aren't we changing with it? Because time's not going to wait for us. Time's not going to pause for our thoughts about the past, which time doesn't want to have anything to do with. For us to reflect in the past, Great. To embrace the past and stay there, not healthy. Because time again, nature is showing us to keep moving forward. So if we adopt that and bring all who we want to be in that moment, we can do no wrong. There is no right nor wrong in experiences. They are just simply experiences. That's what time gives us. And then that gives us knowledge and further understanding of who we are and want to be. So with the attitude of adopting the transition of time and change, we find our peace because if we screw up, if you will, in that moment, we know that eventually that moment's going to go away. So we have more chance, more choice. And we learn from our experiences to apply our conscious choice of what really works for us in our inner core. Uh, development of our energy. Yeah, I want to comment on a couple of things, because I think this is, excuse me, I think this is important. 
you know, that the first one was leadership. And as you were describing it, you said, we all have leadership qualities. And I remember, you know, when I was in banking in the day, right. And I was a regional sales manager and I would walk into my branches and I knew everybody. And it was interesting because you can see the energetic exchange behind and I'll just use the tell. Everybody knows what a teller line is right at the branches. So I would walk in and, you know, people would say to me, well, I'm just a teller. But there was such an energy. The clients resonated with them. The clients would walk over to them. You'd see them behind the teller almost creating the dance, right, of of great customer service. They were leaders. They didn't have a title, but they were just energetically leaders. And people seemed to follow them. The clients seemed to resonate with them. That's leadership. We all have it in us. It's showing up, whatever that means to you. So I love that you started with that. The other thing with well-being I was giggling with that one because I thought, "Mm, we do it, advisors, doctors, and all of those things. Ultimately, no one forces us to put whatever in our mouth or drink whatever um, that we're drinking. If we choose not to drink water or to drink water, all of that is choice, but it's also part of our well-being. And you you had me giggling before we started recording. You know, we're connected on LinkedIn and, and and you're on my email list and all of that. So you see what I'm doing out there, right? To be able to show up with the energetic level that you and I bring to the table, we have to have well-being in, in the physical as well as the bo- you know, the mind, body, spirit, that whole piece of it, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing in business, nor would you be able to do what you're doing in business. And then, of course, the, the performance aspect, um, I think that speaks for itself, whether we're an athlete, we're a business owner, we're in a career, um, you got to show up, man. You got to show up in life. No one's going to do it for you, right? Or think for you. And then the last one is time. I was giggling with that one because I'm going to just keep saying I'm 30 years old and I'm sticking with it, Kurt, uh, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I could pull that off, but uh, yes, you can. you're so cute. You're so cute. Good for my ego. Yeah. But the transition of energy and time, and I and I see this with myself too, Kurt, I can get stuck in the past when things aren't going well. We go back to, oh, it's happening again. I'm making the same mistake again. Really, really, that's an opportunity to explore why am I making that decision again if I know the outcome isn't going to benefit me in some way. And the other thing with time, we're in New Jersey. Kurt and I are both in New Jersey, so we're entering the fall season. So the foliage is going to start uh, shifting. I, I Just a little tip, when I'm having a bad day, Kurt, and I think, oh, nothing is going right, right? It happens to all of us. I just look out at nature and I think, well, nature knows what to do. We know what to do. We're a part of nature too. We're energetic beings. So we know what we should be doing as well. And I just, I I think we need to pause and lean into that to be able to hear the messages of what that transition or what that next piece energetically should be, right? Does that all make sense? A hundred percent. And, you know, you, you went somewhere um, that you're spot on and I know all this resonates with you. It's obviously part of who you are, what we discussed, but there are six energy influencers. Yes. And uh, they are the physical, the environmental, the mental, the spiritual, the social, and the emotional. So, when we think about all those, people say, wow, that's a mouthful. Well, not really, because if we do our inner work, we realize that we are working with all of those. Now, the, the, the physical aspect is self-defining. The environmental is more of a outside influencers. And this is where we all get into a low-lying energy because we become susceptible 
to the social atmosphere of where we are, be it, yes. be it business or personal lives or athletic community, wherever we what we're starting to gauge ourselves from the influencers and our spiritual aspect of this, of one of the six, helps us bring ourselves in. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about each one of us when we're born. We're born into our own spirituality, like it or not. And then that ends up becoming, you know, who or who. And we really sort of spend a lot of time in our life putting together when we're, if you may, when we're in the womb, we're in a hole. We're like a, we're like a, a whole puzzle, complete puzzle. We come out, boom, the puzzle is, is sort of splattered. And we spend time trying to figure ourselves out and how, and how that is in the four that we talked about, the leadership, the well-being, the performance, and the transition and time the action that is. And with the help of the six influencers, we're able to identify ourselves better by understanding that the environmental and the social are outliers. They are outlier influences um, that we should not allow ourselves to be judged by. Mm. They're called limiting beliefs. Mm. Now, what they may be have taught from, say, for working in a, in a banking environment, and uh, the sea levels are really insistent about um, it should be done in this fashion and such fashion. It's always worked that way. That's who we are. That's how we're defined. Well, certainly in years past, decades past, it has worked from industrialization on forward. But now we're in a different time element of everything. We've gone from analog to digital. Uh, people are showing that they don't want to work five days a week, that they would prefer to work four as healthy as they could in all, in all their performance and showing up. And that also with that, they are also inventing and creating more at liberty because the uh, digital world has given us the availability, availability to do so. So the, the real C's uh, that um, you and I know who are very successful are the ones who come down from their podium, if you will, and drive all the way down to actually the ones who are coming into their learning program, their year program, their two-year program. They're acknowledging all of the vertical aspect, which is now becoming a little more horizontal because everyone's hearing more input. We have the availability to do that. So, you know, that's where, you know, we have to remember, Performance equals potential minus interference. Mm -hmm. So it's that social and the environmental uh, aspect and uh, other outliers that give us these influence indicators that we're supposed to abide by or apply. No, this is where our separation comes from as individuals and where our well-being occurs because it's not applying to how we want to operate as an individual. So our performance level wants to is, is pining to accelerate. So what do we do? Bring everything we have into the now and take it from there and keep matriculating with it. And as I go back to the, the, the C's, there are far more willing now, as you have recognized, and I'm sure our audience too, to listen. And isn't it interesting that out of all of our senses, when we, we were, when we are moving on in life, we're passing on, we're passing through, we're dying. The last of all of our senses is listening. 
We can hear on the last moments and we listen in the last moments of our breaths. If we apply and you know that listening, and I'll let you go here, um, that listening is our strongest tool of communication. And isn't it interesting that it stays with us right into our last breath? I didn't know that. That's fascinating. And here's here's the interesting thing with that, because, you know, I, I teach listening skills, right? And I have a mini course on it and everything. But in, even my corporate clients, we talk about listening and I do a silly exercise to show to people what poor listeners we are as humans, because we have so much stimuli and, you know, with the social media curtain, everything you can't unplug anymore. So listening, we become so fatigued that, you know, our attention span, I think is down to six seconds as humans. That means we're not listening all the time. So it's fascinating that that's the last sense to go when we die. Right. So how important is listening? Like, what's that last message as I take my last breath from those that I love? I don't need to see them. Right. I, but what, what are they saying? Wow. That is that's super, super powerful. I, I never knew that. Thank you for sharing that. I have another question. I have another question. So. The, the six influencers. Now, when, when I took the assessment, right. Yes. And I just, I want to talk about that briefly because it's complicated for, from a discussion standpoint, if you don't take the assessment and look at the results, but the movement, and I think it's the transition and I could be wrong. So correct me certainly, but there's movement through all of the layers of our change, if you will, through life experiences, all of those things. And the transitions we get, we get used to pushing through them to hopefully get to that next level, whether it's, you know, mind, body, spirit, doesn't matter. So all of these things we're talking about, how does it affect me or affect my, my listeners in this case in their workplace, whether they own a business, they have a career, how are all, all of that movement, how is that affecting them in the workplace? Very good. So we can break it down to a, a, a seven-step procedure. Okay. Now, if we start with our awareness, we can bring in the noise that's around us in our workplace, uh, i.e. go to the water cooler and what do we hear? A lot of tabby-catting, gossip, you know, this, that, and the other thing. All great. But if in our awareness we're able to bring everything in and to acknowledge and accept what is happening around us. And then we're able to validate it. This helps us move forward. This helps us accept what's going around and gives us the the availability now for opportunity because we've, we've created the awareness. We've created the, we've accepted it. We validate it. We've stamped it. Now we're ready to move forward. That opens up doors for opportunity. So we can break away from whatever the issues might be at the workplace in a confined cocoon attitude and grow. Because uh, that's really what you and I are always talking about is the growth. So if we continue on, if I may, with the awareness, the acceptance, the validation, we open up the opportunity to make choice. Now we all want choice, right? This is where it's very important to be aware, be accepted, having validated because we wanna make conscious choice. And you and I have discussed choice before. I've made many choices that have not served me in any way whatsoever, other than it's an experience. Now they're bad and they're good, just experience and just thank God there's time and now just move on, you know? So be aware enough of what we've been talking about to make that conscious choice and trust 
the process, our own process. We all have our own process. Again, part of our leadership, our well-being, our performance, our transition. We all have this. And people shy away from this. Well, I'm not a leader. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm more of a team player. Well, team players are leaders. In a team, we, we move this way. We understand the me, and we take it to the we, and now we've created the us. So now we're all together, even though we are independent of one another. So there's this constant understanding and motion that if we are staying aware and, and applying all that we can and who we want to be, then we gives us the availability to execute such and work in a in the, the atmosphere of a office and whatever that may be, whether it's suiting for us and we stay or not, it's yes. still an experience and we're still communicating and we're still doing all the necessary things that are needed for us to continue in something that we were born to do from day one. And that is grow. It's interesting as you were going through that, you know, what popped into my head and I don't know if you watched it on um, Apple TV. I think it is Ted Lasso. Have you, did you see Ted Lasso? I have, yeah. Uh, it, he is the epitome of looking at his team. They were a bunch of misfits, right? Initially. Um, and the whole premise of the show, right, is, is they were trying to set him up for failure. But he saw the value of every one of his employees and, and employees, teammates or it, people on the team and what they actually brought to the table, how they could support each other and was able to create this really dynamic, successful team who truly loved each other and and work together and and thrive together by the end of the end of the series. Right. So it, it when you say that, I like how you said, you know, I'm not a leader. People I hear that all the time. We're all leaders. Right. And and some you and I are more verbal, right? They're the people who lead more through um, like just a quiet disposition, but they get people to follow them and they inspire people. It, it We all bring something to the table. But I think oftentimes we're, we judge ourselves. Right, Kurt? And then the social, the environment, that piece of it. We're constantly doing that comparophobia too. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to step into our own greatness because people are always around us. You can't do that. Right. And, and that's never going to work. And what are you thinking? That's crazy. So we're always around these naysayers. Yet at the end of the day, and this is the last thing I want to say is we have choice. So we can choose to listen. We can choose to not listen. We can choose to take what information we think will help us grow at the end of the day, right? It's always about growth, like you said. Um, it, all of these pieces of the puzzle really do fit together so beautifully to make what we're talking about very tangible for people who don't know what that next step is. And and I think I started today by saying, I hope that as people listen to the show week in and week out, Kurt, like us today, you're sharing some tangible ideas for them to explore, for them to raise their awareness to. That's the point of the show, right? Is to help people see bigger than what they see, right? So hopefully increasing their perspective. Um, th this to me is very tangible. And I, I just love these conversations because I don't care who you are in business, change is inevitable, right? And and growth to me, if you're not changing, you're not growing. And I think that's dangerous. And that's right. We, we, you know, we have to learn when I vet with people, I ask them, you know, so um, which do you choose to be uncomfortable, getting comfortable or being comfortable doing the opposite. 
you know, so it's a, it's an idea of, you know, being uncomfortable in what we're doing, because we're always going to do that, because time again is matriculating, it's moving forward. So we're always into something new. Now, if we may touch on something, Connie, and um, you can uh, be a testament to this, in the uh, assessment, Energy Leadership Index Assessment, mm-hmm. it comes out with two different profiles after we go through 84 questions, yep. but simply 20, 25 minutes, or antidotal, quantitative, you know all this. It comes into two readings, an energetic profile reading and a a stress reaction reading. So it's two separate readings and they come out in bar shaped forms, right? So interesting that just about, well, it's a high 90%, high 80%, low 90% of us, all of us, when we take the exam, we get our results back. We're like, oh my goodness, all my energy is low lying. It's in this very catabolic. So we work with two energies. The catabolic is the draining energy where it's uh, we're in a, a state of mind where, you know what? No one's winning. I'm not winning. It's just a lose-lose here. And it's extremely draining. Not what we strive for. We strive for the anabolic, which is the filling energy. The energy of, gives us creation. So when we're in that low-lying energy, it's fear. We are all fear-based, and I've done a lot of studies on this and, and work, and it seems to be a common denominator that we start from fear. Why is this? Fear is our friend, and this is where I'm helping to get out with your ability to work with me and others, is that by embracing our fear, we are creating the opportunity to be able to understand who we are in a in a stronger fashion and be able to move away from that catabolic low line energy. Now, when I say embrace fear, I mean to say, welcome it in, accept it, do the awareness, the acceptance, the validation. Yeah. Now you're saying fear, you're going to go away now. And people say, Oh no, I'm too. Again, we're back to that low line energy. I can't do it. I can't do it. This, that, and the other thing. I'm no good. I'm a loser. I'm not going to win. So we start to pull out of that. We get into the next dimension of energy where it's like, okay, I'm going to pull myself out of this. I've had enough being sad, withdrawn, depressed, uh, incapable of doing what I would like to do. I'm getting out of here at all costs, meaning all costs unto ourselves. How do I do that? So now it becomes, okay, I'm going to win, but no one else is going to win with me. I got to win first. We're still catabolic. We're still not in that filling energy, draining energy. Yeah. So this detracts from people around us, particularly in the workplace. All and all, all we do, we call them moods. Now, it's not really moods. It's interesting because energy is, uh, emotions uh, are energy in motion, if that makes sense, right? Our emotions are energy and they're always in motion. So we call them moods, right? We grew up, no moods. We have to go do away with that because Mood is something that we stay in. We don't stay in it. Any, any. The fear is a good thing to acknowledge. To suppress keeps us suppressed. Yeah. Whatever we do with our fear is what's going to happen. So now if when we uh, decide to go out of it where I'm going to win and no one else, we eventually start to matriculate into that. You know what? I want to collaborate. I want to win with others. I want to feel better. I'm feeling better already. But we don't succeed in isolation. So that's where it comes into the collaboration a little bit. Now it's like, you know what? I'm going to win. I'm in a third dimension now. And 
someone can win with me. That's great. That's fine. So now we're starting to fill. We're breaking into that team. We're coming out of the me and we're going into the we, if you will. Yes. And now we're looking to get to that real lovely word, the us. And that means in the fourth dimension, now that we start to work with, we're now saying, you know what, Connie, I want you to win first. And I know I'm going to win with you. So now you see we're coming into that higher energy level of believing in ourselves or who's coming out. Our trust in the process is here. Now we're in the transition and executing it. We're feeling okay because we're comfortable because we know that whatever happens now will not stay with us. It's going to continue to move, even if we want it to stay with us. It's not going to. It just takes on another form as we go through time. We can never recall the energy from yesterday, and we don't know what the energy is in the future. So, again, we're back to stay in the moment, be in the moment, be a good listener. Um, you know, listen before we speak. Take conscious choice yeah. when we do speak to our, our coworkers, our family, our teammates, whatever it might be. Because now we're looking at that when we're looking to break into that from the me to the we, we're in the me now, into the us. Now, all of us can relate to this. We all come from family. Maybe we don't have family now, but we all come from family. That's the us. And we all know that maybe we all don't work out together to be the us in the family, even though we carry the same bloodlines. That's okay. Again, that's our independence. That's exactly what we opened up with. We're back full circle to it. Yeah. So now that we've adopted the higher level of energy, we are accepting that everyone should win. It's a win-win. Oh, how good does that feel? Because yeah. now we're co-creating. We're collaborating. We're working in a full swing, if you will, of uh, being able to communicate and execute and perform to our best of our ability with people all around us. And, and and that's the win, right? It's got to be, and I tease uh, Kerb because, you know, the kids played hockey. So I go, I call it a hat trick when I'm talking. And I said, the individual wins, right? The client wins if, if you're in that position and the organization wins. So it's really a hat trick of win, 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 not even just the the singularity or the, the duality of you and me, right? Collaboration. There's There's that ripple effect where we can impact bigger and greater when we collaborate and create create the us. So I just love the me, the we um, to the us. The other thing, thank you for going through the assessment um, because that when you showed me, right, starting with fear and then moving up that energetic ranks, if you will, uh, made complete sense. And it's funny because I think a lot of times we're told uh, fear is not real, like ignore it. And and to me, and, and you and I've talked about this when we we debriefed my assessment you have to feel fear because fear can be um, uh, a moving. I, I want to say motive. It could be demotivating, but it could be motivating as well for us to say, I don't want to feel this way anymore. What can I do? And we're, we're almost out of time, but I, I want to ground this for everybody because this is um, just such an important that movement that Kurt just went through. So here's the example. And Kurt knows the story when COVID hit, right? My clients, everything we did was live. So, Everything stopped. I had no income coming in. My husband's company closed. We had no income coming in and we had two kids in college. And Kurt knows this. For the first 24 hours, I vomited my brains out (laughs) because I'm like, what are we going to do? We had money in the bank. Thank goodness. You should always save for a rainy day. That's my finance background speaking, right? Thank God we had the money in the bank. 
but we didn't know COVID was going to be around a year, two years, three weeks, two weeks. We had no idea. So that nausea, that upsetness, like, what am I going to do? I allowed myself 24 hours. This is the Connie rule, guys. 24 hours to be upset, pity party, woes me. I can't believe this is happening. Meanwhile, it was happening across the world, right? But I had my pity party. And then 24 hours later, I sat at my desk and thought, what do I have control over? What are my skills? How can I pivot using my skills and my strengths? What do I need to learn? Where are my deficits? What questions do I need to ask? I took full control to push through that. But I had to feel that fear and that angst for that 24 hours because for me, it gave me the momentum I needed to say, you can figure this out. But I needed to go through that thought process, that emotional roller coaster, if you will. And the environment was screaming at every one of us. So everything Kurt and I spoke about today, that's like in one story. And all of you, everybody listening, reflect what happened with COVID. That's fear, man. And then what did you do from there? What have you created since then? That's the growth. That's the movement that we talked about today. If, if, uh, if, I, if, I, but, make, if yeah. I make, Connie, the fear um, is a very interesting thing because we're all born with it for really one particular reason. It's a protection mechanism. Yes. If when we were not in these beautiful homes that we're in, have shelter over our heads, yes. we were in with nature. Now we understand that. That, goodness, if we're not fearing for our life in those moments, we might not last another day or two. Those are our primeval instincts. So fear to the audience is really a good thing, again, to let it in and embrace it and move on. And it becomes our, our, our partner in a way because we don't allow it to consume us. That's right. We are judging and we, we are taking care of it. And, then, and, and we learn and grow from there. And just one other thing, Connie, I just want to point out, that most recent success with the core performance was when the New Jersey Titans hockey team, the North American Hockey League team, uh, 17 to 22 year olds who are looking to go top D1 or pro, um, were languishing in the last half of their season. This is just recently in in 2022. So they they phoned me up. They had heard what I have and uh, brought me in and we talked about it. They brought me on right away, and I went in, and I did uh, three-day-a-week talks after their practices and then work with all of them independently. And anyway, the team did some remarkable things. They understood resilience. Now, these guys at first thought it was a woo-woo. Well, they started to understand, no, it's energy. This is not therapy. This is not psychiatry. This is energy, energy, guys. They started to believe in it. They started to apply it. They, they took on the me that it's okay that I'm separate from my, my captain, my co-captain, et cetera, my, my, my line mate, my, my defensive parent, my goalie, and then brought that in and they saw the us. They started feeling the us. They started winning again. They understood resilience. This is where the resilience comes in. When we go from the me to the we, uh, the resilience is there to create the us. So, they made it to the finals. There's 48 teams in the country from here to Alaska to New Mexico, all about. They won their, uh, they took the Eastern Division titles, uh, Eastern Division uh, Conference. There's four Eastern, Northern, Southwest, and West. Anyway, and represented for the first time in the playoffs for the Robertson Cup, which is the oldest cup in North America for hockey. Uh, and they did it in that epic form. 
in the in the games to get into the the playoffs, they, they were behind by one goal, and they needed to tie and win in order to get in. One second left on the clock, they're behind by one goal. Boom, they get it in, tie the game, come out going to triple overtime and win. <laughs> now, so that series is over. Now they're in the quarterfinals. Fifth game, elimination. Believe it or not, one second left. They're behind again. They're to be eliminated. They're not supposed to be there. They relied on all that we have discussed today. And in a deep way. And what happened? Without one second again, boom, they tie it. They go into two overtimes, win. Now, the whole league is upside down. How do you coach against this? What is going on? Where is the magic? The madness. Yes. It's very simple. It's the energy they understood and they adopted all the things that we talked about, the awareness, the acceptance, the validation, the opportunity, the conscious choice of trusting the process, and then the action and the resilience that it brings. Now they're into the semi, they're in the semifinals again. They're in elimination. They're dying to get to the finals. No, no New Jersey team has ever been there. They're behind again. A minute, 47 seconds left. They score. They tie it. Oof, I'll have to go through that one second. Now, the one seconds are being compared to the miracle on ice. Yes. You, you, we, people, your readers, your viewers, everyone should look it up. New Jersey Titans, Middletown Hockey, and you'll see it. It's just a phenomenal story. So, when they won the semifinal game, that went to overtime too. That they they closed that out after three four minutes. The other team was just astounded. They you know, oh my gosh, they're going to win again. It the madness. That. It became that. You see what happens when we believe so much into ourselves as individuals and the me, and we take it to the we. Now we have collaboration, co-creation. We have more strength. We take it to the us. Uh oh, magic. And look at these guys. They go into the final. They're playing. They're out in Minnesota. All the playoffs are in Minnesota. They're out in Minnesota. Who are they playing? Alaska. <laughs> so you have Alaska, one side of the continent, playing the New Jersey Surf Boys on the ocean on the other. And you know who the favorite is. You know, the Ice Alaska. King. Of yeah, course. of course. The Titans came out. No fear. Remember, they had no fear in this. They could have had fear in the first time they were behind by one goal, one second, they're not going to score. They scored. Overtime win. Same the second time. Now they're in it. And in the finals, 3-0 Titans win the first cup ever in the in the in the in the history of the, the cup itself that an Eastern Division team has won. And the first time the Titans took the title home. All because they had a success posse of people. I want to finish it with this. Because when we are understanding that we are our individuals and we are our own leaders and we work on our well-being, our performance and our transition to ourselves, we don't succeed in isolation, as we mentioned. We need to collaborate. So the head coach and the, uh, his, his uh, assistant coaches, the managers, all the, 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 uh, the physical fitness uh, people they had help out. All of it was part of the team. It's called a success posse. Yeah. I happened to be brought in at a right time 
and it worked for them. It helped. I'm just a member of the success posse. Yeah. Yeah. They're it. They're it. So yeah. Piece of the equation. And here's the thing that could work for an organization. And, and you know, you know, Kurt, I love obviously hockey, but the, that story, right. The local boys did good, but that miracle on ice, right. From the Olympics uh, when the U S team played uh, uh, Russia and won, we were like, we were supposed to get demolished. Right. And we won. It can be done in our lives as individuals, our teams, our organization. We really have so much power within us. You just have to choose or have a pathway. And your your assessment and your program um, helps create that success pa- success posse. I love that that frame. I love that visual. I'm a visual learner. So to me, it's like we're all working in tandem to drive forward whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. Again, within self, organization, team, whatever it might be. Great story. Thank you for sharing that. And it can happen in the last second. Sometimes we give up too soon. So we really do have to have patience as part of this whole paradigm that we talked about today. Guys, if you need more Kurt in your life, he's in my life. I'm lucky. But if you need a little more Kurt, I highly recommend email him, have a conversation. It's Kurt Bruckman and Bruckman has two ends. So it's Kurt Bruckman 1111 at gmail.com. It will be in the show notes so you can find him easy peasy. Kurt, as always, I love our time together. Thank you so much. And really thank you for what you're doing out there. This is such a great model and it makes sense the way it's broken down, the way the assessment is set up, the way the verticals are moving through that energetic process. The whole thing is, uh, is just, it makes a lot of sense. And it works again for teams, for individuals, as well as organizations. So check Kurt out, kurtbruckman 11 at gmail.com. Uh, Kurt, thanks so much for being on. You know, I love having you. Thank you, Connie, so much. And you're beautiful in every way. And keep doing what you're doing. You're delivering. You. It's awesome. Back at you. You're handsome in every way. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter where you are in your journey with business or career or growth, whatever it is. I truly hope that my guests and I provide uh, tips, ideas, strategies, framework for you to take whatever that next step is for you. Um, again, information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, simply information. If you take the information from Kurt and my conversation today and apply one little thing into your life, that's where the magic starts happening. Um, thank you again for tuning in. You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I wish you all an empowered week filled with magic. Um, change your energy, see what happens. It always goes back to that. Have a great week, everybody. Um, and thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again, Kurt. Have a great one. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.